Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to week number 18 of the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at Loafing It over there on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore on Twitter. And of course, I have with me a good friend of mine who's now back at the at in his studios in his laboratory where he likes to mix things up there as far as a dfs slate goes it is pierre at peewee 31 over on twitter make sure you give him a good follow as well hey welcome in tonight to pierre what's up wes thanks for the introduction i know if i should hit somebody with like a when you said the mixing things up but uh Looking forward to it. Week 18, which is strange because we're, we're usually done with the regular season after 17 weeks, but uh, we still got some playoff implications this week, so I'm looking forward to diving in. Yeah, my, my, my biological football clock is just way off. I don't understand what's going on. It's 18 weeks. I know it's only supposed to, I, deep down inside, I know it's only supposed to be 17 weeks. And so it's kind of like my brain is somewhat checked out, which is really scary because yeah, my brain's not usually there anyway. But Pierre, I, I get so confused when I look at this and it's 18 weeks. We're on the 18. And these last weeks, I even, I even texted you earlier. In this week, I think, or it may have been, I don't, I don't even know, Thursday? Look, look <laughs> there's, there's snow and stuff down here in Alabama, so the little bread man has, has been very, very busy. Bread, milk, oh, oh, oh listen, and they, they called off schools, they called off everything. There, there's not a stitch of snow on the ground. It's it's going to get like 20 degrees out. It was raining today, so everybody's terrified. There, there's no bread to be found where I live. It's It's incredible what's going on. Yeah, that happens once you get a certain far south. Uh, things start to shut down <laughs> whenever there's even one flake, you know, falling through the air. Obviously, I'm in Indiana, so we're a little more well-equipped with the salt trucks and sand trucks and, and things along those lines to make sure the roads are safe. So plenty of bread here, thankfully. Uh, sorry you've been busy, but uh, hopefully you guys can stay warm uh, down there in Alabama. Busy is not the word. It is not. I mean, I know it, it, it seems funny and it seems, but there's people on the receiving end of the of the brunt of the work of all this bread leaving the shelves, okay? There's somebody <laughs> out there who's not very big, not very tall, not very strong, out there trying to uh, give everybody all the desirable bread they need. It, it's it's crazy. <laughs> anyway, uh, awesome. when I look at this slate, I, I, I texted you and I said, do we even need to do anything? Because there's so many games that just aren't going to matter. We don't know who's going to play, Pierre. You and I like to get this out early, but at the same time, we got to wait till the last minute to adjust our lineups anyway. We've been doing that anyways with COVID, but it's it, even more so now. Um, there's quite a few scenarios that can still play out. Uh, just looking at the AFC, so Tennessee can clinch home field advantage uh, throughout the AFC playoffs with a win. Uh, if they lost, if they lose, then you're looking at Kansas City. You know, they get a chance as, as well as Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's going to have some guys out, so that'll be tough. Uh, Buffalo can clinch the AFC East with a win. If they lose, then New England uh, has a chance to clinch the AFC East. My Coats can clinch a playoff berth uh, with a win at Jacksonville, which, believe it or not, we haven't won there in like six years, uh, <laughs> which is tough. But uh, if we lose, then you're looking at the Chargers. Uh, them and the Raiders can, can both get in with a tie if the oh, Coats really? lose. Uh, so there was reports that oh maybe they'll just go zero zero and just throw the game if the coats lose and they both get in. Uh, doesn't sound like Brandon Staley wants to do that, but the winner of Chargers uh, and the Raiders is going to get in. Okay, yeah, that, now that, that is on the outside as well. So there's a lot going on. That that one is exciting because whenever 
I first heard that, I said, oh, no, Pierre's, Pierre's cults are in trouble because, you know, old uh, Conspiracy West is thinking they're going to end up losing that game just so that Sunday night game is relevant, right? But then I realized that if even if the Colts win, that one of those uh, Chargers and Raiders teams get in there. So so that is there. What, what's going on in the NFC? Anything important there? Yeah, with the NFC, there's a, a couple. So you got the, the Rams and Cardinals. Uh, they're still battling it out for the NFC West. Uh, Rams oh, yeah. win if they're if they win they're the uh, NFC West so they get that home home field for the wild card and if they lose then Arizona gets a chance and then final playoff spot also up for grabs between the 49ers and the Saints 49ers win and they're in if they lose uh, then the Saints can win uh, there at Atlanta. Huh. That, 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 I, boy, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. What you want to do? I know for me, I have that hidden interest with the Arizona team getting uh, uh, winning that division because I, I picked them at the beginning of the year to win that division. I, yeah. I picked them and it was, like plus, it was like plus 6,500 or something. I can't remember what it was. So it's, that's, that's a big ticket that I, I, I don't actually well, have a ticket in my I'll hand. Tell you, I, but I, I have sometimes rights. like that's a good call. Cause a lot of folks weren't sure if Arizona after, you know, Kyler got hurt last year and they kind of stumbled a bit. But, you know, I go down that conspiracy theory hole. What if you every once in a while, you think you go a little deeper. But I just assumed the Colts would get in because of the whole hard knocks in season. It just felt like the buildup was going to be for the Colts to get in the playoffs. We started like one and five. And then we, you know, went on our little run. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a feel-good story. And then the John Madden stuff happened. So now I'm like, oh, the Raiders are going to get in. The Raiders are going to win because of the whole John Madden situation. So I start to get my mind going as well. And I try not to, but it, it's hard at times. But it's but some of that stuff ends up panning out a little bit. Like the Cleveland Browns were such a much better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers all year long. And then Big Ben's final home game this year, last Sunday night, and there was no way the Browns were going to end up winning that game. No <laughs> way. And it didn't. It, but I mean, that's something that you even talk about. But anyway, the 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 other part about the Arizona Cardinals, they play so much better on the road than they do at home. I don't know what it is. So it's I, yeah. if I'm if I'm the Cardinals, I'm wanting that game. I'm, I'm throwing that game, so I'm on the road, you know. But you got to have that home field advantage. You would think. I mean, you look at them going on the road. Yeah, they've done it really well in the regular season. But I mean, you're talking about the likes of like Green Bay. Like no one wants to go on the the frozen tundra at Lambeau oh, and play yeah. Rogers there in the freezing cold. So that could be what the results, you know, end up being in the NFC if you are on the road. So that would be tough. Um, you got the you know the 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 Bucks. You know, you could go on the Brady and Raymond James Stadium if they get healthy. If they get Godwin Fournette back. You know, those are just matchups you try to avoid. So I think that's why they would try to get that home field advantage as possible, uh, potentially play a, a 49ers and Eagles uh, team like that <laughs> instead yeah. of some of these heavy hitters. No, no, that's that's completely understandable. Okay, well, let's do our regular thing here. Let's go over to the quarterback situation and just look at that. And Cooper Cup, just uh, as we have kept an eye on this, got to ninety seven hundred. Not didn't quite break the ten k mark, which uh, you know nobody did all year long. And so we we still have Cooper Cup, just not quite enough, is what it is. This. I know it was close. I mean, we still got the playoffs. Maybe he'll get there in the playoffs. He is going for a record himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure folks will call for the asterisk. I think he needs like 12 catches and 132 yards uh, to beat Calvin Johnson's record. Uh, we'll see. Stafford was the quarterback for Calvin Johnson now for Cup. Uh, he's already said that it's not, you know, 17 games, so it shouldn't count, but they may still go for it. So that's something to watch. If he gets it, maybe he gets a 10K for the, the wild card division around. You know, just how crazy, 
how crazy it was for old Megatron to get that many catches. We, we can kind of put that in a reference now because we see mm-hmm. Cooper Cup has been tearing it up and we know how hot it's been and, and all that. And to see have, <laughs> to have Megatron do that in one year in less games is incredible. I know, and he's he's always been humble. I've always liked him. I was actually there uh, this year for his Hall of Fame induction because I went to see Peyton Manning and Hedron James. So just really happy for him. Uh, I'm sure he really doesn't care uh, about the record too much as well. But it was really cup from really cool from Cup standpoint to acknowledge the fact that hey, I understand there's an extra game. Uh, it really shouldn't be that big a deal. Well, let me tell you something, Cooper Cup. If you're listening out there, which I note that you are. Okay, records are made to be broken, and you That's might right. as well be the one to break it because somebody else is going to come behind you and break it. All right, it's it's just going to be how to have your name on the plaque for a little while. Just go ahead and get it. Trust me, it feels good. <laughs> I've won that DFS Dreamer podcast a couple of different times, and it feels good to have your name on the plaque. Hey, guess where I finish? I bet you can't guess. Fourth. <laughs> fourth. You can't make this up. You can't make it up. I got fourth again. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I feel like it's it's just meant to be. I'll finish fourth this week. Please join the contest. We'll get the link out after the show. Yeah. You can see me in the fourth place spot. <laughs> I I was down there towards the bottom. It, it was a hectic, chaotic week, and there's just I've learned. I've learned some of my weaknesses. You know, I'm not gonna <laughs> end up being the the guy whenever I have too much going on on a Sunday morning or something. It's just impossible for me to do that. And plus, it was what 14 games late last week, so that, that yeah, hurt. There's a t- I've been driving three straight Sundays, so I've been on the road every slate for the last three weeks, so. It'll be nice to be at home and actually get some news after church for a while. Number one quarterback on the board is Josh Allen at $8,100, DraftKings dollars here. We'll take it all the way down. Boy, I I guess we could take it down to Matthew Stafford because that's a relevant game at $6,700. And let's just, I want to ask you here, who would you rather have? And we got to take into consideration who's playing, who's not playing. So Matthew Stafford or Lamar Jackson, if he plays, I doubt he's going to play. Do you agree? I agree. He's not going to play. So um, I don't think these next two, I don't think Jackson or Burrow will play. So Stafford's definitely going to be over them. I think the question is going to be with Stafford or Murray. I'm actually curious your thoughts because you you have a little investment in the Cardinals winning the division. So Stafford or Murray, who do you feel? Yeah, I'm going to say Seattle. Just, you know, completely exploded last week and put up all kinds of numbers. Who in the world? I didn't see that one coming. (laughs) But uh, they did against the Detroit Lions last week. And so I think that Seattle's in a real letdown spot this week. I think Kyler Murray's going to be able to take that one and do whatever he wants to against the Seattle team that's already on vacation. It was their last home game. I I really like that one. Instead of the Matthew Stafford one being at home, uh, I'd, I'd rather take Kyler Murray. I think Stafford has kind of I don't want to say been exposed, but he's been stuck right at that 20-point mark for a little while. And I think if anybody can go for higher than three times their value, it would be Kyler Murray in this case. Yeah, I agree. I I lean Murray as well. Um, Stafford does average about three more points at home. Uh, His last couple have been on the road, so you got to take that into account. But the 49ers are still playing for something. As you stated, Seattle is not. So I think Kyler's uh, my play as well, 7,400. Uh, starting to run the ball a little more the last couple weeks as well. Uh, so I agree with you. I'll go Kyler there also. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray or Tom Brady. I don't think Tom Brady's going to play. I know what Bruce Arians is saying, but I'm not sure that I believe Bruce Arians at this point. <laughs> yeah, some strange stuff coming out of the Buccaneers camp, but uh, I'll stick with Kyler as well. Uh, Tampa's kind of locked in their spot. They don't have much to, to play for themselves. So 
I think Kyler's just more motivated. The team needs to win more than, than Tampa Bay does. And they really don't want to risk getting Brady hurt. They already got injuries uh, to their, their weapons. So I think they probably take it a little easy with, with Brady this week. And that's one of the things that DFS Dreamers here, you and me, are going to uh, suggest for everybody is to concentrate on the games where there is something to be played for. And maybe you can sprinkle in some different variant lineups throughout that time with some backup players or some players who uh, have uh, little exposure in the tournaments and are very, very cheap. You know, like the Braxton Berrioses. Mm-hmm. I was on them for a couple. I was on him for a couple of weeks. And then sure enough, last he's, he's done really well the last couple of weeks. But last week, especially, he exploded. Yeah, um, I had him too, and that's just it. So a lot of folks are going to play, you know, the the teams that are still fighting for something, and rightfully so. But you got to keep in mind some of the players that are also fighting for something. So I do your research on like incentives and folks that can hit certain bonuses. Uh, do your research on players that you know are fighting for roster spots. Maybe they want to, you know, get another chance next year. You know, if certain players coming back, perhaps your trades, etc. So there's a lot of interchanging parts here in Week 18. Yeah, so I'll always be careful. It may be one of those weeks to play the showdown lineups a little bit more so than the whole main slate. <laughs> but uh, uh, t- t- the Kyler Murray or Aaron Rodgers, I don't think Aaron Rodgers, I know what he said, too. He said he's going to play for something or he's going to play out there, but I-, I could only see a half, maybe, tops. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't risk it. Uh, I know he's he's right there in the-, the MVP conversation, so that could be his motivation to, to kind of go out, give one more you know big show for the, the MVP votes, but I think I stick with the one I know is playing for something that won't get pulled. The team gets up big or something along those lines. Plus, he's done with the toe. Mm-hmm. They'd really be kind of dumb to, to risk it, given that they've already wrapped up home field advantage in the NFC. Kyler or Josh Allen this week? It's about- Josh Allen. I, okay. I, I like Josh Allen. I know he's about you know six seven hundred dollars more, but uh, they're they're fighting for the the AFC East. They're you know winning their end, so I feel like they'll they'll play through the end. Uh, he, he played up pretty well against the Jets earlier this year. Now they're at home. Uh, so I do like Josh Allen. He's starting to run more himself. He, he certainly is. It's the time of year to be able to do that. All right, let's go to Russell Wilson. We'll go down here just a little bit, and I'll just ha- give you a simple weird no about whether or not they'll hit three times their value. Russ Wilson this Sunday at 6,300. Uh, no, I think he had his big week last week. Taysom Hill at 6,200 against Atlanta. We, oui, I like Taysom Hill, and the, the Saints are hoping the 49ers lose. And they can sneak into that seven spot. Kirk Cousins at sixty one hundred. Is he playing Sunday? Ooh, he, he is. This is tough because I the Vikings are popping pretty well this week, mm-hmm. but they don't have anything to play for. So that kind of worries me a bit. But I say we just because he's he's popping pretty well right now. I can guarantee you. Uh, and I pay attention to this division a little bit more so than other divisions because my Bears are in that division. <laughs> that Minnesota locker room is just as chaotic right now as the Tampa Bay rock locker room. Uh, you got the head coach on the hot seat. You got Kirk Cousins, who wasn't vaccinated and, and all that, yeah. costing the team the game. There, there's a lot going on there. And Dalvin Cook, you know, now that the playoff situation is completely out of reach, there's a lot going on right there. I, I am staying away from Minnesota. It could go either way because Chicago's in the same boat where reports are Nagy's fired as a head coach. He's not going to be able to uh, return next season. He's already been given that news. I don't I don't know. This looks like one of those stay away. You weren't excited. You weren't excited as you should be when you said that just now. I don't mind Nagy as a guy. 
okay? okay. You know, there's that, as a, as a coach, I don't I don't necessarily care for him all that much, but I don't get to see all the things, you know. And yeah, I know I've true. you know kind of, but and and as as a guy, he's a good guy. Him and his wife donated money to um, a reporter that that passed away up there in Chicago. They donated money up there, made kind of a big to do about it on Sunday and everything. Look, I I don't mind the guy. I, I'm I glad changing regimes, but it's one of those things where this game right here to me is the sprinkle in of the different pieces, right? You got to sprinkle yeah. this game in. It's never happy that someone gets fired. It's more happy that, you know, your team may actually have a new direction uh, with Justin Fields next year. Yeah. And, and Mark, they're going to bring in Mark Tressman again is what they're going to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill against the Houston Texans. At uh, Houston. No, no, they're, they're, they're running the ball quite a bit. Um, I know Henry's getting activated. I'm not sure he'll play yet, but whoop, I'll, whoop, say, I'll say, I'll say no. <laughs> All aboard. Yeah, that, that'd be a lot of fun. Carson Wentz got a lot to play for, but he's down there in Jacksonville. That may be one of those situations at 5,800 that Carson Wentz looks really good in. Yeah, we I like Carson this week. Uh, he's He kind of let us down last week. Uh, obviously, he was diagnosed and got to play because of the CDC updates, but I feel like the Colts have a big bounce-back spot. Uh, right now, they're projected for the, the highest team total uh, on the entire slate at 29.8, so... I do think Carson has a bounce back game and gets the job done for us down in Jacksonville. Win and they're in. I love the sound That's of that. Right. I love the sound of that. And we know that Carson can put up the 20 or 25 in his sleep whenever they really offense is really clicking. So I like mm-hmm. that. And, and we know that Jacksonville. It's been a struggle. I need them to keep struggling. I don't need them to, you know, get any bulletin board, any motivation, just there. continue down the, the struggle hole. And remember Urban Meyer and all those days. Their, their bags are packed and on the ship already. <laughs> Tyler Huntley, who I believe will be the starting quarterback, who plays really, really well. He can't get a win, though. Pittsburgh at Baltimore, 5,700. Yeah, I like his price. I'm going to say no just because uh, Watt. Like when, when T.J. Watt's healthy, that, that Steelers defense is completely different. And the Steelers can still sneak in if they get, a, I believe it's a Colts loss and then the Raiders loss. Um, the, the Steelers actually sneak into the seventh seat. Yeah, I think the Steelers walk off the field around the third or fourth quarter when they see the Jacksonville <laughs> score, and they just, <laughs> they're like, "All right, forget it, we're done." All right, they're, I'm not going to say who will motivate them just to walk off the field. There may be an old ball player there, Jordan Love. Yeah. Oh, he's he, if he plays at 5,500 against Detroit, he was doing a lot of running in his mop-up duties last week. Yeah, I don't think I'd do it. I mean, Detroit can give up points, uh, but if if Rodgers doesn't play, it's a good possibility. Like Devontae Adams doesn't play and Lazard and those weapons. So uh, at least it's just worried me if he didn't have anybody to throw to. So I'd say no for Jordan Love. Okay. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays, will you play him at 55? No, I think I prefer uh, Lance. Okay. I'd play, I probably play Lance because of his rushing upside versus Garoppolo, knowing he's got the, the finger issue and, you know, the thumb. Uh, it could be tough for him to have a big day there. Okay. All right. Well, anybody else out here at the rest of the field that we're looking at that we may be able to play? Uh, it, it's it's one of those tricky situations again. Justin Fields on the COVID nineteen thing, along with players, it's really just tough and, and, and tricky right now. It is. I think he could potentially look at golf if he's back. Um, he's capable of giving you twenty plus. He's done it in the past. Plus, the the Packers could be resting uh, some folks and going to make you proud here. I actually don't mind your guy that I never give credit to, uh, Davis Mills. Uh, this week, you look at him, he's he's averaged 17 and a half at home uh, versus 7.5 on the road. And they're at home here. 
against the Titans. He's one of those guys that, you know, he's trying to earn this job. Uh, clearly, the Texans are going to be in the hunt for a quarterback once the, the Sean Watson stuff settles and he gets traded. Uh, so this is one of those final impression games for Davis Mills. So I don't mind him at 5,300 in a the game. They'll probably have to throw it as they're trailing the Titans. I don't think that the Bears are actually going to mail this game in. Uh, it is Matt Nagy's last game. He's been mm-hmm. kind to those players to some degree. I know that I've said that they're going to quit on them many, many times. And I think some of those top names have quit on them many, many <laughs> times. But there's a lot of young bloods there who are playing for something. And I think one of the older guys that's playing for something is Andy Dalton. Because Matt Nagy was a man of his word to Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, we're going to bring you in here. and We're going to give you that starting job. And, and that's what the, that's what happened. And sure. he started him last week as well. And I think that Andy Dalton's going to go out there and actually play a little bit hard for him. I'm not minding a bear stack with Andy Dalton and a Mooney and, and, and uh, that, that's about it. Uh, probably a Montgomery too. I don't mind that. So those guys, I like Andy Dalton at 53. <laughs> it's possible. Like you said, uh, Nagy went to bat for him, delivered on his promises. You know, Dalton's kind of been the the guy that he's rolled with when healthy. So uh, you you mentioned it right with Mooney and, you know, Montgomery. I think Allen Robinson's, you know, halfway out the door and oh, yeah, maybe Kokomet, though they keep throwing the Jimmy Graham for some reason. Uh, and and by the way, Andy Dalton, I believe, is probably in his mind playing for a starting quarterback position next year. I just that's I, I really think Andy Dalton will be playing for that. Ben Roethlisberger uh, is in Baltimore, and according to AB, I think I saw him in the back of a, a, a <laughs> car or something saying that Ben Roethlisberger still has some football left in him. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger is playing for a a, a position next year as a starting quarterback <laughs> nah, or somebody. I think he's done. It'd be dumb for him to. Kind of, I'm not gonna say turn, it's not turning his back, but he had the big walk off uh, with the uh, Heinz Field and all the fans there, and just coming back and playing for another team that that just would ruin his whole exit. I feel. Okay, well that that's I uh, just I I it's Antonio Brown. Keep that in mind. That, that was probably <laughs> an Uber after he left uh, the the Jets game. It was probably in the back of somebody's Uber. As he needed a ride because he couldn't get on the team bus. It's Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore secondary is 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 totally depleted. I, I so is Roethlisberger's arm though. Well, yeah, it's Big Ben's last game though against a division rival who he's not you know play. It's just one of those teams, man. And I could see Ben Roethlisberger being a good stack this week as well at fifty four hundred. I know I'm going to build one or two with him. Yeah, it's tough as that his, his top receiver went on the COVID list today, so he probably oh, no. won't play. Uh, that being Deontay Johnson, but that opens up value with his other yeah. weapons. So it could be a cheaper stack. So there you go. Do you see anybody else down here, Zach Wilson? Um, no, probably not. I don't like Wilson. Don't like Ryan. Uh, you could say Trevor Lawrence a little bit, but, I mean, I'm hoping not for him. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to think of some of those backup players that are down here. Man, Sam Donald's down at 55. <laughs> <laughs> yep, leave him down there. <laughs> Tim Boyle, 4,900. Uh, he's come a long way from the 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, he had an 18.9 there at Seattle. So if, if Goff can't go, he can potentially take a shot on, on Tim Boyle against his former team. He, he's a former Packer. Uh, so you can look at him at 4,900 if Goff doesn't go. And I don't mind a Case Keenum. If the Cincinnati Bengals are all beat up and they're all sitting down and everything, they're resting for the week. Case yeah. Keenum in Cleveland is got down there at 4,800. He he doesn't have the tremendous rushing upside, but he's not scared to run it in from the five-yard line either. We know that. Yeah, it's just an ugly game. Him and, and Brandon Allen, <laughs> that's going to be tough. So uh, I think this is probably the lowest total, I would imagine. Yeah, 38 is the, the total for this game right now, so... Yeah, that's brutal. Um, if you need to, I guess you can, but I, 
I try not to if I were you. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I hear you. I'm building a Case Keenum lineup. You know I am. <laughs> Wide receiver. Cooper Cup is at the top of that. Like I said, 9,700. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, Steve Samuel, Jamar Chase, and, and Jefferson down there at 8,100. So out of those five players, uh, do, which one do you think is going to be the biggest boom on Sunday, uh, knowing all the situations that are going on? No, it's still Cup. Okay. No matter what. <laughs> it's uh, he's he's expensive, so it's going to cost you to try to get him in there. Uh, you really need about thirty for him, uh, which is it's doable. I mean, he's been uh, low to mid twenties there, but he can get to thirty uh, again. He's also chasing that record, so keep that in mind. But I, I, if I had a jam one in uh, to give me the upside, it, it definitely be cup. I can understand that, and I out of all those, which one do you think will be the biggest bust? Hmm. Probably Chase, uh, just because Burrow's not playing. Uh, I think that's where a lot of his rapport is. Uh, he may not play himself, so if I had to go bust, it'd be uh, Jamar Chase. Okay. And the next little round that we have here, Stephon Diggs all the way down to, I'm going to say, uh, our, I, I don't know, I want to say all the way down to ASB, who's at 6,800, right? Armand St. Brown. Did I say it right yeah, that time? Yes, you forgot the raw. I'm on raw St. Brown. You're, you're, you're good otherwise. Oh, thank you. I thank you. Uh, all the way down there, I'm I'm looking. I, I finally see that Deontay news that he's on the COVID list. DK Metcalf is questionable. Uh, we got Stephon Diggs, T. Higgins, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, Armand St. Brown. Looks to me like the guy out of all those guys. Yeah, um, it's it's either him or the other Brown. AJ. Those are really the two I, I feel in this tier. Uh, AJ Brown. He had a rough game last last week, but it was downpouring. Uh, there in Nashville, and I know it because I was driving through it, and I drove right past the stadium, and it was it was coming down really hard. Uh, they ran the ball a lot. They got up big, so they didn't have to throw. Uh, you go to Houston, they're going to be inside now. Uh, so I think A.J. Brown's uh, right there, but I, I do like I'm on Ross St. Brown. He's been good both with Boyle and Goss, so it doesn't matter who. Uh, so I think they're kind of neck and neck. Um, if I had to pick with one, I'd probably stick with the hot hand. And I'm on St. Brown, but A.J. Brown's right there for me as well. Yeah, and especially with Green Bay, like you said, they may be taking it a little bit easy that game mm-hmm. and on, on automatic. Tyler Lockett starts off our next tier at 6,400, and we will take it all the way down. Uh, let's let's go to the 5,900 mark where we got Marquise Brown at 5,900. I love me some Darnell Mooney. I love me some Michael <laughs> Pittman Jr. Both of them there at 5,900. Is there one that you would prefer or both? Um, I prefer Pittman. Uh, I mean, I don't mind Mooney. I feel like he's been really good you know, this season. Uh, he's kind of taken it over that that wide receiver one role with the Allen Robinson stuff. But I just prefer Pittman. Again, they have the higher total uh, for the Colts at 29.8. Uh, the Bears total, it's at 20. So you're looking at nine more points projected for the Colts. Um, so I just I think I go that route with Pittman. He's the, the target leader for the Colts as well, so uh, Pittman. Probably quite a bit from a projection standpoint, though I like both players. Yeah, if I can, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna I like all three players out of this one the most. I think out of out of this with Cooks there in Tennessee, and and Tennessee's mm-hmm. got just a terribly terrible defense. Uh, even though they did show up, like you said, with the assistance of the rain last week to shut down Waddle, but Cooks, uh, Cooks, Pittman, and Mooney are just wonderful out of this tier. Yeah, good price range and. You know, that's often what some people do. You got to decide studs versus scrubs uh, or balance. When you look at studs versus scrubs, you're, you know, jamming in your cups and tailors and you're trying to find value. Whereas others, you know, they go more balanced. They're looking at the five, six K range 
trying to get some guys that are going to get volume that have the capability of giving you those cup and Taylor outcomes. Uh, they don't have the the floor or the safety as a cup or Taylor, but they have the the boom potential. And so that's really what you do week over week is determine studs versus scrubs to play safe or, you know, go a little balance and hope for a little um, high risk, high reward. I think Jalen Waddle has a little uh, incentive on Sunday as well. If he catches, uh, I can't remember how many passes it is, but he can get the all-time rookie receiving <laughs> record, I think, this Sunday is what he has. So I think that there's going to be a couple of receptions for him. But against New England, I just I just don't know. And without the playoff pitcher, I just don't know how long he's going to play. Yeah, it's tough. They're more playing spoiler. So it could be one of those situations where if they're not in the game, if he gets that record, they just take him out and then you're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. I'll tell you another one I like is DJ Moore, who starts off our next tier at 5,800, Pierre. And the reason why is just because he sees so many targets. Tampa Bay, like we've talked about earlier, I don't know that they're necessarily going to play hard on this game or if they're going to let other people play. I, I think that I think that that's going to be what they end up doing on Sunday morning. I think they all know right now what they're going to do. They're just they just keep talking that talk. All the way down to like Jacoby Myers. Do you see anybody in here? Well, we'll take it down to the 5K range. Do you see anybody in this range that you like? And, and we can kind of go you and me um for for the the range right now given the news i'd probably go chase claypool okay uh, there at 5100 again uh, deontay johnson's on the COVID list he's not ruled out yet so it's possible he could still clear with negative tests but if he's out i think claypool becomes the wide receiver one there so i take him at 5100 I like Beckham Jr. as well at 5,800. It's going to be hard for him to get to three times the value like we like, but if you can get, if you need that 15 or 18 points and you can squeeze them in, he always has that boom potential and you never know what they're thinking. Maybe, you know, a Cooper Cup who has been injury prone, I'll say in his career, at least from in, in my head, that's how it is. They may need to get him some work in as the wide receiver one a little bit. I know they got a lot on the line against San Francisco, but at the same time, I don't think teams are scared to have to play more games or have to win that division. You know, it's, it's there's some things going on. I, I, I don't think mm-hmm. – I, I think that Coop, they could get Obedell Beckham Jr. going off here this Sunday. It's true. Um, he, he's starting to come into his own form, and I think I'd probably stay in that game. And if he doesn't get there, it could be Van Jefferson. I don't mind taking a, a chance on Van. Uh, he's more of the big play guy, uh, so you really just hope for a, a deep bomb to, to hopefully get there. It's tougher, um, but if they do try to take away, you know, Cup, I know it's hard. No one's done it yet. But if, you know, the 49ers can try to take away him, uh, maybe Beckham, it could open up some things for Van Jefferson. Again, the 49ers are trying to make the playoffs. So they're they're going to definitely scheme uh, to do what mm-hmm. they can to beat the Rams. Uh, so either one of those guys, I think Beckham or Jefferson uh, could definitely be there. All right. Uh, what about Julio? I like Julio Jones a little bit, too. No, 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 they, no. They're going to have to pepper him. they got to get him back in game shape. If he's playing, they got to get him ready because they're going to need him come playoff time because they could take away A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry is not going to be a 100% with that broken wheel that he has. Uh, they're going to need Julio Jones, and he's going to have to get warmed up, and I think this is a great warm-up game against a terrible Houston defense. Yeah, I think his hamstrings may have other ideas. <laughs> okay, I understand. I understand, but I've just if he plays, we got to look at reports about how healthy he is and how much practice time he gets because they need him. They need he's him. full participant today, but I just I don't know. It seems like he's he's just hurt all the time, which I hate. He's an excellent player, but you know, week two is really the only good game he's had all season. Okay, all right. What about down here a little bit further? Are you going back to the Braxton Burials well this week? Um, he's missed practice, uh, two two straight practices, which is concerning. Uh, otherwise, yes, he's been really good, and you know they've been banged up at receiver themselves. But 
you know, Crowder being out and, you know, obviously Corey Davis. So I wouldn't mind him if he's, if he's healthy, but the practice scared me. I do like the Buffalo situation, both Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders missing another practice. So those guys are going to be on the field. Gabe Davis seems to be the biggest uh, beneficiary. So I think I prefer Davis, uh, even though Beasley seems to be popping in the projections more. Uh, I like to go with the eye test a little bit in Buffalo and Gabe Davis is so far passed that test whenever Sanders or, or Beasley have been out of the lineup. You know who I'm going to suggest everybody play. And I don't care what you say. I don't care. I have I have a small incentive in this. It is really cool to do it. I need to get me a jersey. In Arizona, Uh-oh. A. Wesley has been on fire. <laughs> fire! A. Wesley has been on fire. He's 4,100. He's catching touchdowns. He's their, he's their target in the end zone right now. And he is just fantastic. And, and, I mean, you're talking about 19 DraftKings points last week, 11 the week before that out of nowhere. I think he can hit the 12 easy. I think he, I think he's getting the confidence of a Kyler Murray. I love Antoine Wesley. Yeah, he's passing the eye test, too. Like He's snagging balls. Uh, there was even one that he had uh, caught back, uh, stepping out of bounds. But he's been good. He's on the field now with no Hopkins. So, you know, Antoine Wesley uh, definitely in play there. Um, depending on the Brady situation, I, I think you could look at, you know, uh, Surreal Grayson. He's had two really good weeks back-to-back. Um, even the, earlier in the season, uh, Gibson Williams, when he got on the field, he had one for 50 and a touchdown. So if you think Brady's going to play, uh, Surreal Grayson – uh, kind of could be that whole shove it down, Antonio Brown, we don't need you type of situation plays at 4,400. So I, I wouldn't mind him to to kind of get going. And he's the type that will still play uh, even once Brady's removed from the game. Yeah, and I I gotta I gotta mention a Donovan Peoples Jones. I know you don't like it. I know you don't like that total <laughs> at all. But uh, if he actually has a quarterback throwing him the ball who can be on target a little bit, he's the most expl- explosive player in that Cleveland Brown offense. And if Cincinnati's taking it easy, uh, it's it's bound that some of that offensive talent is going to be be able to be there and get loose. That's true. That's true. It could happen. I'm just that game just scares me. It's it's setting up to be really ugly. Yeah, I I understand. What about Wilkerson from New England, Pierre? At thirty three hundred, he was the guy to have last week. Even though none of us knew his name, but I'm going to send him a Christmas <laughs> card if he does it again, and I stick him in a lineup this week. Yeah, I'll pass. You're going to pass. Okay. I'm going to pass. That game was ugly. You look at fifty to ten. Uh, I know he got two touchdowns, but I, I'll pass on that one. Okay. Well, I got to mention it. You know, I got to mention it, even if you're going to poop. All right, t- uh, tight ends. Let's go over to tight ends, and yes. then we'll uh, go over here. All right. Uh, the top the top of the ladder there is Mark Andrews at 7,500. We got Kittle at 6,700. Gronk at 5,300. Kyle Pitts at 5,700. And Dawson Knox at 5,400. I believe out of that bunch, I like Dawson Knox the most just because he's playing against the Jets, and they give up the most points to tight ends as far as DraftKings goes from my research. I know it says 27th on here, but uh, <laughs> I, I like Dawson Knox to go off if any of these guys are going to go off. He needs to do something. He had two targets, didn't catch anything last week. So hopefully there's a bounce back for him there. And they did play early on, and he really wasn't needed. Uh, I think the run game kind of took that over. He only had one catch for 17. But, again, as you mentioned, like you want to start getting guys involved that you're going to need in the playoff time. So it it could set up for him uh, to be a little better. I think I'd probably go up top uh, still to one of these top guys in Andrews or Kittle. Kittle, if Jimmy G plays, as I mentioned, I kind of prefer him with Jimmy G. So if he's back, I think Kittle could definitely step up, uh, play well. If it's still Trey Lance, then it'd probably be Andrews. Not sure I can afford him with what I'm trying to do, but he's got a good rapport with with Huntley. 
Uh, so you can see Andrews being in play. And I'm pretty sure Kyle Pitts uh, has one of those rookie uh, incentive records uh, on the line as well. So it'll be interesting to see if his hamstring holds up for him to play. I think he needs 53, 56 yards uh, to be the, the highest uh, receiving yards from rookie tight end uh, in their first year. So we'll, we'll see if he plays and can perhaps chase that record himself. Yeah, and I think he's also going for the record for the most targets without a touchdown. I think that's what <laughs> I think that's the record that he's going for. <laughs> I mean, he has 66 catches, which really isn't a t- isn't a lot. Over a thousand yards and one touchdown. So again, his year looks a lot different if, if some of those touchdowns uh, go up a bit. Well, I, I'm gonna tell you, New Orleans Saints defense is really tough, and they yeah. understand that he has that uh, record incentive too. And one of the things that yeah. they would love to hang their hat fighting. on is they're fighting for the playoffs too. We're not going to let him get it, boys. We're not going to let him get it. So I'm staying way away from Kyle Pitts. All right, Zach Ertz, uh, let's just go the rest of the field on this. Who do you like out of these uh, batches of people? Zach Ertz, you got it. Yeah, I, I love Ertz. Uh, 5,300, uh, you look at his targets here, you know, 9, 13, 11, 7. Uh, really good targets, and he hasn't, you know, gotten a, a touchdown since, you know, week 11 himself. Uh, week 11 was against who? Uh, Seattle Seahawks. He went for eight, 88, two touchdowns. Uh, that was with Colt McCoy. So uh, clearly this is a good matchup for uh, him against Seattle. We'll see if Seattle tries to take him away. I'm guessing not since they're not playing for anything. Uh, so I do like Zach Ertz quite a bit, 5,300 there. I don't mind it. We'll have to keep an eye on it, uh, which one does not I'm all over this Cleveland game, man. I'm all over <laughs> oh, <this> boy. <laughs> but uh, they, they are number Cincinnati is number sixth in the league right now of giving up DraftKings points. And Austin Hooper and uh, and Joku is are right there at that 3K, that 3200 range. So uh, when, when I look at those guys, I'm going, OK, what are those guys? And you got you got Keenum in there. Finally, somebody who could throw the, the football to him. And you know that he likes to keep it around the line of scrimmage. I'm, I'm just saying. It's true. I think he targeted Hooper um, that game. I want to say it was Baltimore. Um, which I think he had five for 30. I'm pretty sure that was the Keenum game when uh, Baker went on the COVID list. So that, that could definitely potentially play out. Um, I like your guy, Cole Komet, still um, seeing five, five, nine, five targets. Again, he's he's pretty good price, 3,400. Uh, you would think that they would try to get him involved again last game of the season uh, going into next year. Not sure Dalton will, but I don't mind Cole Komet there at 3,400 also. Boy, I was just thinking, you know um... – Who's a case? Uh, not case. Keenum. He was he was the quarterback there in Minnesota for a minute though, wasn't he? See, he was. I'm, yeah, that I, was, the, he was. Um, miracle. The digs. The oh digs yeah, catch. it was. But Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he is a Kirk Cousins is a different cat, and <laughs> I could see him wanting to come out and stick it to everybody. You know what I mean? Just a little. I don't know that he has the ability to, but I could see him really lighting it up. Conklin. Uh, for me, it's grading out really well against the Chicago Bears defense. The Chicago Bears, for somehow, some reason, are giving up the second most uh, points to tight ends, and Conklin is down there at 4,200. We've seen him get to the 12, 13-point mark before. I just don't think that he's a boom player. Yeah, I mean, he can, and it helps that, you know, Thielen's on the IR not playing, so that kind of can open up targets for him. So it's possible. Again, my concern is what the Vikings are playing for. Yeah, he could kind of, you know, stick it down people's throats, but you you didn't play last week when they needed you, so who are you really going to hurt there? So uh, that's just a tough one. I think Fryer move, I know he went past him, but 4,600, he could see more targets if Deontay Johnson can't play as well uh, since he's really the the target leader, uh, target share leader for the Steelers. Uh, That's going to open up a ton of targets if he's out. So I think uh, Fryer moves one that you can consider, especially given how Baltimore's had some big games that they've given up to tight ends over the se- over this season also. 
I agree with you. Okay, you're listening to the DFS Dreamer Podcast. We're wrapping up the the 2021 season right now. We're in week number 18 of DraftKings uh, main slates, and we always do appreciate you guys listening. We try to give you good advice. We're trying to navigate through this week number 18 with COVID injuries, uh, games not mattering much with uh, players taking the week off. You know, just a lot of different scenarios going on here, so always pay attention to those waiver wire ads, or waiver wire ads. Pay attention to all the waiver <laughs> news that are going on out there and if you have any questions as the week rounds up make sure you hit my man pierre up at peewee 31 over there on twitter you can ask me as well at loafnet on twitter and don't forget to follow the show at fi today with a little underscore uh one of the most exciting things about playoff football pierre that we have coming up is the baby bowl playoff edition i'm really excited for that i'm geared up for that I'm going to talk to Rob a little bit later tonight. Rob Norton at Norton0723. His pinned tweet tells you how to be able to enter that contest. But I'm really excited to talk to him because I think I, I don't see Rob get excited very often. But I think <laughs> I think Rob is really excited about how many people are joining the Baby Bowl right now, the playoff edition, because I can tell it in his little tweets and his little texts. He, I think he's getting giddy. Well, he should. I mean, that's his, that's his baby. You know, no pun intended for Baby Bowl, but. Uh, it's nice to get traffic and, you know, everyone likes to, you know, feel like their product or whatever they're putting together is, you know, something that folks are interested in. And we've kind of talked to, you know, some of the big names that have been joining in. And so the attention is definitely well worth it. He's a great guy, uh, but it's good. You, you want to get excited. Your, your, your little baby, your product is taking off. There's a good cause behind it, uh, which means more, more funds are, are going to, you know, good causes, good charities. Uh, so that's definitely something to get excited about. Yeah, $20 to enter. A quarter of the money goes to a charity. A quarter of the money goes to another charity. <laughs> Ashley's Embrace is one of the charities. And the other one is which one? March of Dimes? That's March of Dimes. Yeah, see there? I'm getting yep, it right. March of Dimes. Uh, so a quarter goes there, a quarter goes there. And then half of the money goes back into the player pool for everybody to win and have a part- an opportunity to win each and every week and then an overall playoff edition champion. So it's really good. Make sure you check out the pinned tweet at Norton0723. You can also check it out over there on FI Today with a little underscore. And, and make sure you sign up and join. I promise you, I, if it gets to 200, Rob Norton will cry. Rob Norton will cry. I'll make him cry. Oh, boy. Grown man tears. Hey, on defenses, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You got to pay. You got to go for one of those teams that have incentive and don't go for the ones that don't have incentive. Maybe we're really targeting backup quarterbacks, maybe, uh, that can throw a pick six. Is that what we're doing or what? Well, how are we going about this? Yeah, I think it's either one or the other. You're either paying up uh, for one of these teams that really should main handle. Uh, the team they're playing, uh, or you're taking a shot at one of those ugly games like Cleveland, Cincinnati, Washington, New York, and uh, hoping one of those defenses can kind of pick on, you know, the the backup itself. You got the I think the Browns are, are probably the the cheapest. Oh uh, really? Six hundred against oh. uh, Brandon Allen. Oh wow! I'm I'm surprised you're picking the Browns for something this week. The defense. I said it was a low total. I'm not going to pick the offensive players. I'm <laughs> looking at the defense. Because nobody's going to be scoring points, so uh, I don't buy the defense at 2,600, West. Well, just remember you said that, as I have been touting all of the Cleveland Brown players. Except the defense. You mean, if their offense goes off, I'll give you credit. If their defense scores two touchdowns, you get nothing. No, I, I do like the Browns' defense, 2,600. They're my dart throw down there at the bottom of this whole slate because I think that they have incentive to play. They At home, they can beat the Cleveland, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, there's a lot of things going on there. I, I, I do like that one. That's one of my favorites. They may rally around Case Keenum, too. They, they did against Baltimore, so 
If hey. Baker's on his way out, you know, I think he's due for, you know, extension talks. They well, here's rally, the th- rally around the case, Keenan. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Baker Mayfield, you know, he's just left a bad taste in some of those people's mouths. I'm not sure about the players. I, I think the players have liked Baker Mayfield, but I'll tell you what, Case Keenum is one of those guys that people really, really like. I don't know what it is about him. <laughs> he, he has he has a good vibe about him, though. I think he's got positive energy and stuff like that with him, and maybe these players will really play hard. We saw him rally around him on a Thursday night game, I think it was, and mm-hmm. they came out and just, just, tore, it, I mean, just tore him up. So I, I, we're going to see about that with the Browns. You can, and you look at the Bengals, no Burrow, you know, no mixing. That's uh, up in the air on you if Chase or Higgins are those guys going to play. If if they're, you know, backups, it's a good time to target, you know, Miles Garrett who can get sacked still with anybody. Yep. And I, what, if we go up a little bit further, do you see anybody up here you like? We know what we talked about the 49ers. We talked about the Rams, uh, the Steelers. I don't I don't like the Steelers at all this week against Baltimore. Um I'd, yeah, there's I'd, a few more. Um, the Washington football team, I don't mind them at 3,100. Okay. Yes. Uh, Jake Fromm's getting the start uh, oh, no. there for the Giants. So <laughs> it could be even worse than Mike Glennon's. I don't mind them. I think the, the Bills could be in play uh, there against the Jets at home. Uh, Zach Wilson has looked better, but he could be without Braxton Berrios as well as others. Uh, don't mind the Coats. Um, watch the Hard Knocks, and their defense was really you know, practicing poorly, you know, leading up to that Las Vegas Raiders game. Sounds like they're practicing much better. We know how bad Jacksonville's been. So the Colts at 3,800, and I feel like they're in play also. Oh, my. I, I just you, listen to listen to the Giants game to, uh, total scores here over the last uh, week, 17 and down below against Chicago, three, Philadelphia, 10, Dallas, six, uh, Miami, nine. It's <laughs> been mm-hmm. <laughs> awful. It's been awful. So, again, Washington definitely in play, 3,100. Jake Fromm, good luck. Over on the running back side of things, all we do is have questionable tags by everybody. That's it. That's it. <laughs> questionable tags. Everybody's – I don't. let's just talk about who we think is going to be able to play, who's not going to be able to play. It's, it's just uh, – it's a really scary, dicey situation. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be putting uh, – we're going to be trying to slam a cup and a Taylor in there at the same time. Who's at 9,300 Taylor is this week? I think so. Uh, if you can get him again, the coach really need this game. And the way they get it is uh, on the back and shoulders of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, 9,300 looking for around 27. Uh, you look at the first matchup against Jacksonville. Close game, 23-17 at home. Uh, Taylor got 27.6. Uh, a lot of that was in the, the first half, and then the Jacks kind of shut him down. If they can't shut him down, he could be in for a big day. So I don't mind him and trying to force him in at, at 9,300 for sure. Uh, Kamara. Yeah, I just – I don't quite like him uh, with Taysom Hill. Uh, just because Taysom steals a lot of the rushing upside or can. Uh, he's not as good throwing the ball in some of those dump outs and those routes for Kamara. Uh, so even though the Saints are playing for something, it's hard to pay that 8300 uh, up for him unless you want to be contrarian. Uh, Chubb, a limited participant. We'll see how that goes. No. But he could no. be seeing, you know, Hunt get back. So i probably lean no there. And then Cook, I like him. Uh, projections like him as well. But, again, I don't know exactly no. what the Vikings are playing. No. No, no for no. him also. Fair no. enough. Unless, unless he gets a contract extension before the game, which is not going to happen. <laughs> he, there's no way he's going to sit there and play that game. Uh, Chicago shuts down Cook almost each and every time. I think he has bad games against Chicago uh, each week. I don't know what it is, and I don't, I, I, I don't care. I, I'm not, he's, there's no way he's playing. No way. Aaron Jones, I don't think he's going to play either. Najee Harris, uh, he has a lot to play for. I think that the, he, he really went off last week as the first time, I, in my opinion, that he just went crazy. He might keep that thing rolling this week against the Baltimore Raven defense. I know Baltimore's got a really good run defense, but I 
they're out of playoffs. I don't know that they have anything to play for. Yeah, I mean, he should get the attempts. You know, he saw 28. I think even with it being, you know, Ben's, you know, sell off to the sunset, he still knew who to get the ball to in order to try to get a win for his last game at, at Hinesville. So I don't mind Najee Harris. Again, he could see more targets as well with DeAndre Johnson out uh, from a pass catching standpoint. So 7,200 uh, is not too bad, only coming up 200 after his big game uh, against the Browns there in prime time. And, yo, he is a miniature version of Derrick Henry. I've said it ever since <laughs> the very first day. He's a miniature version of Derrick Henry. Did you see the stiff arm, too, by the way? I just oh, wondered. Yeah. I just wondered. I just wondered. There was I'm a tough one that game. <laughs> hey, Derrick Henry's on there. Are you going to be playing Derrick Henry? Probably not. Um, <laughs> it's a good price. <laughs> uh, I, I just feel like uh, I don't think he'll play for one, but I think they'll they'll kind of save him for the, the yeah. playoffs. They're just getting him geared up, which is really another one of my – conspiracy wells that they're they're likely going to get home field advantage uh just in time for him to come back so that's that's just interesting for me as well you know i'm gonna i'm gonna walk you through this last couple of weeks of derrick henry's thing listen to his attempts here that he had i'm gonna (laughs) let's go back to week two okay it's not gonna take as long as you think because he's been hurt a lot of the year week two 35 attempts Uh, that's not even including receptions he had three receptions that game (laughs) 38. 38. Uh, no, that was touchdowns. He had um receptions was yeah no receptions was three. So uh, th- he had he had no receptions were six. Yeah, he receptions. had six. Three touchdowns. Forty-one. Six That's forty-one right there. Uh, then he had thirty-one touches again the next week. He had thirty-five touches the next week against the Jets. He had twenty-nine the next week. He had twenty on an off week with him for Buffalo. <laughs> Boy, he's taking a break that <laughs> off week. Still three touchdowns. <laughs> Twenty. 29 rushing attempts against Kansas City, and then 28 against Indianapolis. Uh, look at If you look at his DraftKings total with the 28 attempts, six or seven points. He was playing hurt that game, and he still had 28 attempts. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was on pace to, to really lead the league in rushing by quite a bit. Uh, I think Taylor was kind of close, but the pace he was on a bit hard to catch. And you got to know, if he's healthy, they're a scary team come playoff time because no one wants to tackle him in the code and you know Tennessee can get code they can go on the road um as well so if if he gets the same workload I don't know I don't know how yeah, he will happen. be but I mean he's still hard to tackle yeah no yeah definitely but uh, he's still banked up he there's no way he comes back from that injury that code all right let's go let's keep rolling down here uh let's just take turns picking out people I love David Montgomery against Minnesota <laughs> even though the offense has something to play for the defense has absolutely nothing to play for so they're not going to try hard I think defense is always a try hard thing and I think they've kind of quit on their coach at this point at 6800 this is David Montgomery's season I think he has a light to shine I will pass the torch to you Pierre who do you like um, if he plays, I like James Conner. Uh, Chase Edmonds has missed practice uh, today and yesterday. Uh, could set up for Conner to be that main guy in the backfield. Uh, we saw how good he was uh, in that role earlier this week, so I like Conner at 6,300. I don't like him at 6,700 because it's a lot of points to get to, but Damian Harris is there at 6,700, and it's going against uh, – this is like an Alabama reunion game right here is what this <laughs> is with Mac Jones and Waddle and two on the other side, and one of the lights that's really shined this year was Damian Harris. Uh, doesn't get enough credit. He's always one of those guys who grinds, but I don't, I don't like him at 6,700, but I could see him getting in the end zone a time or two, so it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. He's been really good since coming back. And, you know, I think everybody was good last week, but he's been really good. Uh, A.J. Dillon, if, if Aaron Jones missed, we, we've mm-hmm. seen how bad Detroit's been against the run. 
next to last almost in the league. So if Aaron Jones missed, I don't mind AJ Dillon, 6,200. Uh, even more so if you look at, you know, Rogers not playing, it could just be a handoff game uh, for Jordan Love to, to get everyone out of there. I, I, I got to rub my eyes whenever I see that Devin Singletary had 23 <laughs> attempts, but he did. And he got us 26 DraftKings points last week. We were all over him at 6K. Oh, yeah. I still think he's a good value. He's he's almost hit that three out of the last three weeks uh, to get three to return three times the value. So I'll take Devin Singletary. Yeah, I like him as well. Hope his attempts stay up. Uh, seems like he's kind of taken over that backfield, which is what you want. So I don't mind him. Uh, it's 6K range. I don't mind any of those guys, honestly. I like Elijah Mitchell uh, and Sonny Michelle there as well. Uh, yeah, watch and see if Mitchell plays, but I think all three of those guys are in play at 6K. Sorry to take two. No, no, that's that's fine. I don't mind Foreman as well. I know that Derrick Henry is back, and I really mm-hmm. think that uh, what, I, what I would expect is Deontay Foreman to be able to break off a long touchdown, be explosive. He's really done well the last, I think, last week, uh, 22 DraftKings points. But what I'm scared about with him, and I say this uh, just to be able to talk about Deontay Foreman because he is going to be around a lot of lineups, I think, this week, is that Derrick Henry, if they ball, get the ball inside the 10, they're going to let Derrick Henry eat is what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm hoping that they don't activate him. I, I know he's he's there for practice, but hopefully they don't activate him to, to play. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you look at this, uh, you know, the, the Texans are a team that cut Foreman, so there's a little revenge mm-hmm. uh, in play here as well. I think that DraftKings still has him in his Houston, Texas jersey in his photo as well. Uh, he's been getting his own touches. You know, he got 26 mm-hmm. uh, in the rain there against Miami. He got 22 against Pittsburgh. Uh, so I, I can see him getting touches, and I don't mind him if 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 Henry uh, is out of the picture, which we're we'll have to wait until later in the week to see. Yeah, uh, Patterson was a good play in Washington last week. He's at fifty three hundred. I think he's in play again against the Giants. He's probably probably Pierre, my favorite running back on the board, but with value and potential boom boom value as well. Yeah, hey, you gotta watch Gibson. Um, he ain't playing. Yeah, he's he's practicing. I he mean, ain't playing. Okay, if he doesn't play, then yes. If he plays, then I mean, it's tough. You know, these teams they're they're still even though they have nothing to to play for with pride. You know, they're these guys are still you know got different contract incentives and stuff like that written up that they want to be on the field, score oh, touchdowns, yeah. et cetera. So we don't know all those details, but just keep that in mind. Yeah, I I agree with you. I hear you. Do anybody like any, you like anybody else down here this week? No, it gets pretty ugly. P. Ryan, uh, if you if you want to take a shot in that ugly game uh, there at Cincinnati and Cleveland, um, Mixon's out, so Samaj P. Ryan should be the main back there at 5,300 uh, going up against the Cleveland defense if you want to get off of them because I expect them to be pretty chalky, so I, pretty chalky, so I don't mind uh, P. Ryan if you want to do that at 5,300. What about any of the Bucks running backs because I doubt they really suit up Ronald Jones? I don't know. I think they'll probably split. I think it'll be a split between uh, Keyshawn Vaughn and Le'Veon Bell. It's probably Le'Veon Bell because you're always a week early. Uh, <laughs> you, oh, you <laughs> might be right. <laughs> so you're going to play one. I'll probably play Le'Veon just because of the way you trend. That, that may be the best call of the week right there, Pierre. I, did, I didn't even think about that scenario. Uh, that may be the best call. All right. All right. Let's build a lineup real quick, and we will say sayonara. Let's do it. I'm going to make you proud. Because you know what I'm going to do? Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Give me Davis Mills. Uh, <laughs> 5,300. Uh, again, he's at home, so I don't mind him at home. I'm going to obviously stack him up with Cooks. Uh, that's really the only guy I feel you can stack him up with. Uh, so give me Cooks. <clears throat> going to run it back with Foreman. Uh, I know he might be popular, but I still don't expect Henry to play. 
so give me Dante Foreman here in the revenge situation for fifty seven hundred. Interesting. Uh, hey, let me let me let me just say this. Interesting yeah. though that you're running back with a running back. You know what I mean? Like uh, usually that's not the right correlation to go with. You gotta look at the game script. So when you look at the total, uh, it's forty three, but Tennessee's favored by ten, uh, which means they're they're favored to be ahead. So if that's the case. Uh, they should be ahead. They should be grinding the ball out on the ground, running out clock, uh, which should be Foreman. And that on the flip side, we'll have Mills and Cooks passing the ball, trying to catch up. That's kind of why I'm doing the correlation that way. I got you. I just like to talk about those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Taylor, uh, Jamin and JT, uh, 9,300 uh, going up you know, against Jacksonville, 30-point total almost for the Colts. Uh, so give me Jonathan Taylor at 9,300. I'm going to keep rolling the <laughs> I'm on Ross St. Brown train. Uh, 6,800 here, going to jam him in. You look at his last four or five weeks, uh, he's been going nuts. So I'm going to hope that ends, you know, one more week uh, going up against the Packers, who I expect to, to kind of rest their plays. Give me Ertz at tight end. I like what he did against Seattle uh, with Colt McCoy uh, earlier this year. Uh, now they're at home in a must-win game themselves uh, to try to get the NFC West. Uh, so give me Ertz at 5,300. Going to go ahead and play the Browns, uh, save a little bit at defense for 2,600. Uh, in this low low total right now at 38 for this game. Got two spots. Give me a Steeler. Let's go. I'm going to go Ray-Ray McLeod uh, at 3,800. Mm-hmm. Again, this is going to be uh, if Deontay Johnson's out. Uh, but you look at McLeod, really cheap price. He's kind of runs that same action uh, that Deontay Johnson runs. He's seen 10 and 8 targets uh, himself in you know three out of the last four games. So give me Ray-Ray. Uh, close it out. Gabe Davis, uh, 4,900. Gives me a part of the Bills. I think Emmanuel Sanders will sit. Uh, so give me Gabriel Davis. So that gives me Davis Mills, Dante Foreman, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Brandon Cooks, Ray Ray McLeod, Amon Ross St. Brown, Zach Ertz, Gabe Davis, Brown's defense. Very good lineup, Pierre. I will say this, just like you said that I was ahead of one week. This mm-hmm. is the first time you have not said Cooper Cup in this no lineup for what. a long, long time. <laughs> so it is a 50-point Cup week. If we it put is. Cup and we put Bell in a lineup, we're winning the Millie Maker, baby. We're Congratulations. We just cracked the code. <laughs> <laughs> and the Cleveland Browns. Oh, no, Cleveland Browns will score really good next week. There's, there's, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, something really bad happened. They shouldn't be in the playoffs. <laughs> Great job, Pierre, this year. I don't know what our plans are going forward. I think we got a couple of things, a couple of little tricks up our sleeve that have some fantasy football implications uh, involved with them. Uh, coming up here in the offseason a little bit, we'll check out what Wild Card Weekend has, but we may mix it in a little bit differently uh, coming up forward in the next couple of weeks. But you do a wonderful job, Pierre. I thank you so much for making time for each and every one of us uh, each week. And there there were some weeks I'm like, hey, buddy, you want to take a week off? Are we going to take a week off this week around the holidays? You said, no, we got to go. We got people going. We got people listening. This is a good show. That's right. Got to keep going for the folks. All right. Well, you have been listening to DFS Dreamer Podcast. Make sure you follow Pierre over on Twitter at PeeWee31. Don't forget to follow me at Loafinit as well. And follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. I keep I use that one as a retweeter, as a as a liker. So there's tons of information over there. Make sure you follow that FI Today with a little underscore. And don't forget to join the Baby Bowl Playoff Edition coming up and, and really, really, really soon. But more importantly than all those actions, DFS Dreamer family, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.